Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Gwen Reyes. And I'm Danielle Jackson-Dresser. This is a podcast where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and listening to. Spooky season is officially upon us. We're diving into all things that go bump in the night by diving into paranormal pop culture. And we have an interview with one of our favorite people, Salika Snyder, and her new paranormal romance, Pretty Little Lion. We also go over our goals from last episode, set new ones, and share what's been bringing us comfort lately. Okay, guys, just a little reminder. We want to hear from you. We are planning a big listener request show for the episode that is going up the last week of November. That also happens to be the week of U.S. Thanksgiving. So we want to have something fun for you guys to listen to while you're hanging out with your family and, you know, maybe suppressing some of those feelings by eating a lot of pumpkin pie. (laughs) Send us a note with a question you need advice on. Maybe you're interested in getting some book recommendations or, you know, the holidays are right around the corner. So if you need some some recommendations for gifts. Danielle and I are always willing to provide our opinions on things that you should try out <laughs> from Trader Joe's, you know, anything, anything that might be popping up on your mind. So you can always email us at podcast at freshfiction.com. And we would love to hear from you. All right. Now, Danielle. Yes. So good to see you. I know. So to see your face. Yay. It's raining like crazy in yeah. Washington right now. How is it in uh, the Chicagoland area? You know, today it is raining and it's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. It's very cloudy. Um, yesterday, though, it was it was like the quintessential fall day. It was, I think, like in the upper 50s. It was sunny. Mm-hmm. It was there was like barely any wind. And we were, I was able, like I, I was telling you before we started recording, I had my notebook book club at Love Sweet Arrow. Um, and we were, a, a few of us were able to, you know, just like hang out outside for a little while after, like it was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. So we've been having a good fall in Chicago land, which is great. That is so nice. Yeah. I saw a very cute picture that you put up on Instagram um, yes. of you and of your daughter and yeah. having a lovely day on the patio. And I was like, oh, that yeah. looks like the dream. Yeah, we did. Because we did have like a few days earlier last week where it was in the low seventies. So it was just really, it was lovely. So I was, and it was just like, we have to go outside because we probably won't be able to do this much longer. Yep. <laughs> um, or at least without being like bundled up completely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we did. Yeah, we spent a lot of time sitting outside on the deck and drinking tea and playing. Yeah, really fun. Really, really fun. That is yeah. so nice. I got to do a little outside time um, as well this weekend. My nice. friends who live down in um, Oregon this came mm-hmm. to visit Seattle to have a, a daddy's weekend. They had to get away from their kids for the weekend, which was really sweet. Yeah. Um, so we got to have lunch with them yesterday and hadn't seen them for almost a year. And I was just like, big hugs. So nice. and yeah, it was just, it was so great to be able to kind of get that serotonin kick of seeing yeah. and getting to be outside and just enjoying weather while it's still sort of enjoyable and not um, too soggy. What's one good thing you've achieved this week? This was like a really challenging, challenging week in the sense of like, my, my husband has still been like under the weather. He pulled, mm-hmm. we now know where it's centralized. We found out that it was, um, so he pulled some vertebrae in his neck, mm-hmm. but it's still like oh requiring gosh. a lot of like work for me, you know, just kind of like handling yeah. stuff around the house, which I have no problem with. I'm very, very happy to do these things, but it's just like, I'm, I'm surviving and I'm very mm-hmm. proud of that because like Good. this was 
this was like a really challenging week of just like having to kind of do everything. Mm-hmm. And so I felt very Mary Tyler Moore um, being able <laughs> to be like, I can make it after all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Right? It's a Friday and it was wonderful. No, it's really hard when I think I can say this safely, like that we both have partners who I don't, I'm going to say this and it sound weird, but like they share, they share like kind of the workload. Yes, like I think it's very evenly mm-hmm. split between everyone involved, yeah. like in doing things around the house and cooking and cleaning and, you know, yeah. just taking on different responsibilities. So when you are used to that, mm-hmm. it is very hard. Like when, you know, like, I mean, I'm going to throw my husband under the bus, but he's the worst at being sick, which I know is different than, mm-hmm what your husband is going through right now, but But it's like when they're down for the count, you're just like, Oh my, okay. Wow. Uh We got a lot to do. (laughs) I was like, this is not on my to-do list and I'm a to-do list kind of girl. And I'm like, no, 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 this is somebody else's right responsibility. And now you're But now you can, you can do it all, Gwen. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore. That's me now. <laughs> so my very large nebulous idea of uh, I've survived a week. I really made an effort to go outside, which at this point in the year, usually I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. I'll just be a hermit, you know, mm-hmm. but this yeah. year I was like, no, let's get outside and let's enjoy it. And let's also, oh, you know what I'll say? Cause I did, I mentioned it. We invited our neighbors over for our to have like a little bonfire and it was really cute they have two kids who are near they're both younger than ivy but they're close enough in age where they were able to just kind of run around the yard we did in the middle of the afternoon Mm -hmm. so we weren't like worried about them like falling over something or falling into the fire (laughs) we could like see what was happening and it was just really nice like we've we've been you know they're really nice and we always like chit chat and stuff but this so this we were like you know why don't you just like come over and hang out so that's it is we like you know on this like quest to make like grown-up friends um that I've been on I feel like for the last few months it's it it, yeah it it happened (laughs) yeah do you like these grown-up friends I do yeah they're really cool they're they're like we're all kind of like I think there's our husbands the husbands kind of have a similar demeanor and I think yeah and the wife and I are kind of the same and the kids at least you know yesterday for a couple of hours got along Mm -hmm. yeah you know so I think yeah it's good it's going well as you were talking about your the kids running around the bonfire it was making me think of witches which I know we've already discussed we had a really Mm -hmm. awesome conversation about witches but we're still in the spooky season so of course uh fires naturally lead to dragons and other paranormal Mm -hmm. activities um which brings us to our topic at hand which is um paranormal pop culture. We're doing our best to not just talk about witches again. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We had to separate. <laughs> they are, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very much in the zeitgeist. I think Lana <laughs> Harper even said that last episode, she was like, you know, the zeitgeisty thing that it just happened. So, but we, yeah, we wanted to make the difference, especially too, because we did specifically talk to an author who wrote a witch romance. And now mm-hmm. we're talking later this episode with Suleika Snyder about her book, which deals mainly with shifters, but there are other paranormal beings in her world as well. Yep. Um, yeah. So what is your kind of trajectory with paranormal yeah. pop culture? So I have always been a vampire girl, like, mm. I, and I think it just has to have been like, when I started like being able to find books that were like my books and that weren't just like, like the kitty books and stuff. And so a lot of the young adult things that were available were like 
Christopher Pike or which was vampires yeah. or LJ Smith, which was vampires or right. Anne Rice, which was vampires. <laughs> and so like, I just really loved vampires. Um, and I was like the right age for uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the film and for eventually the, I love what I call it a film for the movie and <laughs> eventually the TV show, which again, just kind of fed my love of vampires. But I think for me, the, the earliest, earliest memory was the Vampire Diary series by LJ Smith was just yeah. my what I think all vampire lore should be. <laughs> I think that you should be able to walk out in the sunlight and be able to do things <laughs> like I am down for that. Um, I like very, I think that there's a lot of fun sexuality that can happen in mm-hmm. um, sensuality that happens in, in the vampire lore, as opposed to like, sh- uh, you know, there is gray stuff and shifting and stuff, but for me, it's always, always, always been vampires. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have like the root that brought you mm-hmm. in? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I've mentioned, I definitely have talked about the Adams family. I feel like the Adams family was kind of the start of it Love for it. me, just because they really, at least in the movie, you know, the Angelica Houston and Christina Ricci movie from the mid nineties, they aren't exactly paranormal, mm-hmm you know, like they're weird. And, you know, of course there is the thing and cousin it and lurch and all of that. So like clearly something's going on, but I don't know. So that was like really the foray, I think that got me interested. And then of course, and I'm going to talk about this a little in a little bit, but like everything Tim Burton, um, that kind of came after that. So, but I've like, I'm not like a big scary movie Mm -hmm. person. Like, are you a horror film you know, in, are you interested in it or yes I I mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny it's like I don't watch it as much as I used to like I was very I do I've always loved horror I love being scared mm-hmm. which is weird because then I also don't like being scared like I can't read horror books at all I've heard that it's like people either like one or the other like mm-hmm. obviously there I'm sure there are people out there who love both but yeah. I feel like it's like people either want that really deep psychological experience when you are reading something and it really is your brain interpreting what someone else has written then you have and versus the movies where it's just like you all are watching the same thing right exactly and you can still have those moments where you're like okay that's a person in a costume right I I constantly have to anchor myself sometimes of like Mm -hmm. bring my film critic brain into it where I'm like that's a person acting that's not a real serial (laughs) that's not the real candy man coming through my through my mirror I can't say that again yeah no yeah don't (laughs) Don't, don't do that. Do it. <laughs> but like, I have always loved horror, but it's funny because I think I don't like vamp. Like I, I've not liked a lot of paranormal horror, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like I don't yeah. really, I find like, again, I want my vampire sexy. So when I yeah. see like scary vampires, I find that offensive. <laughs> so even though I really love blade, I like, I love, I want more of like the sexy vampires and not the like, let's go murder them all. And like, or yeah. like, um, like there's a movie called daylight that came out many years ago with Ethan Hawke in it, where mm-hmm. it was like, again, just horrible, scary vampires. I was like, can't vampires just be nice, normal people <laughs> who just like want to kiss all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I know let's okay. So let's move on and talk about some of our favorite paranormal pop culture per usual. I split it up TV, movies, books, and I don't, I don't have a ton of TV Okay. and I don't really know why I just, I don't, I don't gravitate towards it, but I did want to talk. I mean, we we've, we've mentioned it already 
And in fact, this show has come up quite a bit because of the witches on it. But mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think probably for me was a pretty early introduction to like what's beyond just vampires as well, because she did deal with other stuff. Yep. Um, and so I always really, I always really liked that show. And, you know, I wasn't like a fanatic over, I know some people were like such fanatics over Buffy the Vampire Slayer, both the film, yeah, and the TV <laughs> show. But I mean, I, I watched all of it. So, I mean, I, re- I did enjoy it very much. Uh, and then also, I really liked True Blood. I did not actually really like the books. Me either. I, I think I read two or three of, I think I read the first three and I was yeah. just like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So I just but I loved the show. The show was really good. I will say, I think like the middle seasons get really muddled and aren't great. My cat is back again. It's fine. I didn't even really like Sookie Stackhouse all that much either. Mm-hmm. Like Anna Paquin's fine. Yeah. But that character just isn't that interesting. Yeah. She's very like Mary Sue, you know? Like, yes, very, exactly. Like, and, but I do think the people who I loved on that show were Eric and Pam, like the two, like they start out as the bad vampires, like, you know, he's kind of the big bad vampire and she's his, you know, devoted servant. Cause he turned her and all of that, but like, they got the message, I think. And those actors got the message. Like, this is what this show is. This show yeah. is campy. This show is over the top and they just went for it. And I really, really loved that. Um, Are you looking forward to the reboot? No, I did. I <laughs> did. I miss that. I didn't even know. I just googled it. It says it's like it's in development. Yes, but that was and, the it, word but the then, development. and then the second one was like reboot has no current plans for original cast. So no. And then the final TV show. This is a show that I actually started watching when I was on bed rest with my now seven year old. But um, like when I was pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's a Canadian show called Lost Girl. It was on, I think it was on sci-fi in outside of Canada. And then, and then it went on Netflix, which is where I think it really kind of got some popularity, but it's about a woman who discovers that she's a succubus. Like she's kind of had these terrible sexual experiences Mm -hmm. and doesn't really know why. And she, and because like, people are like, you know, you almost killed me. Like what is going on? With you and she's like oh wait I'm a, I figure out that I'm a succubus and it's this whole it's a whole world and there's like dark magic and light magic and she's supposed to choose like which one she supports and she decides to be neutral and then on but on top of all of that she also kind of starts like a paranormal PI business mm-hmm. where they kind of so the first few seasons were really fun they were very episodic where you could just watch one and you'd be fine because they were just like solving this paranormal mystery um the later seasons get a little bit more involved especially like figuring out who her parents are and her figuring out like what her true purpose in life is and you know and all of that but yeah it was a lot of fun I I did I kind of hesitated even bringing it up because it's not easily streamable right now it went mm-hmm. off Netflix I think at some point during the pandemic so I don't know where exactly it is but I know you you can like buy it on the various platforms too so but yeah, but I really, it was really fun. It was really good. And it's one of those shows where a lot of people who you're like, oh yeah, that actor, like they show up there. It's like, it's not, I mean, it's not as, I think, um, 
it's not quite as, as good at it as like law and order is, but mm-hmm. like, but it is, it's one of those shows. And especially for Canadian actors who yeah. then, you know, kind of cross over. You're like, oh, that's where I recognize your face from. <laughs> you were on that show. To add into your TV recs, because I love, I, I definitely love all of those. And then yeah. I also, um, there's a new show on CBS called Ghosts, which is a remake of, it's an American remake of a British show also called oh, Ghosts, cool. that you can watch on HBO Max, where a, uh, a woman, I think she inherits a an inn and it's haunted. Okay. And so she gets to like interact with all the ghosts. And so that's another like element of the paranormal. So another kind of fun (laughs) way that I think that paranormal and horror can kind of play with each other is Mm -hmm. there's the new version of Child's Play, the series that's on sci-fi right now that's called Chucky. And so again, with that one, it was that a guy was, uh, a serial killer was cursed into a, a doll and now he inhabits and the doll is a murderous doll. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I was never a fan of the child's play movies because they scare me way, way too yeah. much. I hate dolls anyway, but <laughs> I do think that the show is really kind of fun and campy. And again, a, a nice, a fun way to dip your toes into paranormal without mm-hmm. being too like freaked out or scared. I feel like you're essentially representing the uh, Criterion Collection of Tim Burton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that. So we talked. I talked a little bit about the Adams family. Mm-hmm. We actually. So one another one that I want to talk about is Casper because yes. we just showed it to my daughter and she was kind of like, I think she was kind of bored, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think she also kind of like. I think I bet if we watch it again, she'll like. She'll like get it. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was just. It was really fun. And I mean, like some of the jokes in Casper are. I was like this was in a kid's movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> like those, the ghosts, like the ghost side characters. I was like, they got a lot of, they got a whip saying a lot. It was funny. <laughs> um, of course, Ghostbusters. Um, I honestly can't tell you if I've like, I think I've seen all of like the original ones, but I, they all run together. But all yeah. I know is every time I watch them, they're fun mm-hmm. and funny and they're, they're silly. You know, there are a couple of like kind of jump scare moments maybe for like a wimp like me, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, they were fun. And then I, I didn't like hate the new, the updated one with Melissa McCarthy and too. Kristen Wiig and, and mm-hmm. all of them and Leslie Jones, of course, and Kate McKinnon. Um, I mean, Chris Hemsworth was so funny. He was great in that, in that movie. I just, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it, like, I liked made him me... and Leslie Jones. I thought were like yeah. the best two. In that. Hilarious. So, I mean, I, so I enjoyed it. I'm not sure. Like, I think I've, I've watched the trailer for the new, new Ghostbusters mm-hmm. <laughs> with Paul Rudd. And I'm just like, I don't, like, do we need this? I, yeah, that one looks just like they wanted to do their own version of Stranger Things, like yeah. the movie. And I'm right. like, this is not necessary. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure if it's, it's, I'm sure it eventually will be streamable and I'll probably watch it then. We can't talk about paranormal film without talking about Tim Burton because, I mean, you know, Tim Burton is a questionable person. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a weirdo. <laughs> and he's said a lot of questionable things over the years. But I mean, he has such a distinct point of view and I think you know you just see something and you're like well that's Tim Burton you know like immediately whether it's Batman or it's the nightmare before Christmas I love like love Beetlejuice like that's the movie we're trying to convince our daughter to watch because we're like we know like she'll probably get a little creeped out but we also think we're like we can watch in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. she'll be fine and and she'll and it's funny like it is very funny so 
that's one um, that I we watch every year. Edward Scissorhands, of course. I mean, like the original, like emo boy you're not supposed to love. I know. So dreamy. I know. <laughs> Another terrible person. Like, come on. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't really talk about Tim Burton without talking about Johnny Depp. The Johnny but... Depp of it all. <laughs> okay. So I really enjoyed Sleepy Hollow. I mean, Sleepy Hollow, I actually think is kind of scary. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I don't know. Headless Horseman, that whole thing. I've and then I, I that story was terrible. I know, so creepy. so creepy. I mean, I mentioned the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I mean, I think we should say, even though we are on the cusp of Halloween, that is a Christmas movie. It's <laughs> a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. But you know, we wa- we will watch it, you know, like on Halloween or like the day after Halloween, and it just it's like okay, we're in Christmas mode now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Yeah. Yeah. Kickstart yeah. this, uh, this one going. Yeah, seriously. Do you have any, um, other movies? Well, actually I was actually going to recommend for your daughter to kind of help get her into Ghostbusters might be, yeah. or not into Ghostbusters into Beetlejuice. It's the animated version. That's true. It's the old TV show mm-hmm. might be really fun. Cause then she at least gets introduced to the characters. Um, that's a good idea without it being like super, super scary. Mm-hmm. I yes, like that. I, I loved that Beetlejuice uh, animated series. So yeah, that, that version of Lydia was like so cool. fun. So in addition to the greatness of like hodgepodging of having like multiple types of paranormal mm-hmm. characters within a story, which is what I think is so great with both Tim Burton and with Adam's families that you kind of were able to yeah. bring a little bit of all of those things in there. I've also just been, uh, I've always found the um, interview with the vampires book, oh, yeah. or not book, the movie, the book was fine. I liked the book just fine, but I love love, love, love the movie. And there is a series that is going to be coming out a new television series um, that I'm very much looking forward to seeing because I think for a new generation to get to experience that story Mm -hmm. will be really, really fun. And to be able to stretch it out, I think they'll be able to kind of play with a lot of what paranormal opens the door for, which is um, talking about the other and talking Mm -hmm. about like sexuality and stuff. One of the genres within paranormal, I think that's fun is like what happens in the forest, the mystery of the forest. And so Gaia is one of these films that is like that, where a park ranger gets lost in, uh, in a rainforest and gets taken, not taken hostage, but helped by two survivalists who are living off the grid, but then they also worship at this cult of nature. And Mm -hmm. so like nature eventually starts to kind of like take hold of these people and people go a little kooky, crazy. Interesting. Um, and it's really like, visually stunning because it's just trees it's like Shinrin-yoku uh-huh. like everywhere but it also just like delicately plays with like what is so scary about what you can't see so again yeah. I think that's one of the things that even if it's not um you know paranormal that hits you right in the face like a vampire or a, a werewolf or something it can be just like the things that go on in the background that you don't know about oh okay well if we have to have one werewolf movie I will also recommend Brotherhood of the Wolf which oh, is a yeah. French uh, werewolf film with um, Vincent Cassel, who again is so problematic, but so yeah. hot. So yeah, so hot. seriously. <laughs> Go watch Brotherhood of the Wolf. You know it's a, wolf, a werewolf movie. That's all you need to know because the rest of it's big spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and maybe I'll... also Into the Woods, which is uh, oh, a musical. Yeah. And I that's think that kind of hits all the little paranormal vibes as well. I like that. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I think when I think of Into the Woods, I think of it more 
fairy tales as the mu yeah as the musical and then the fairy tales but you're right there is like a paranormal aspect to it okay cool I like this all right so now moving on to books so paranormal romance paranormal in general is like yeah. not usually my jam Mm -hmm. paranormal romance like if it's a book that I you know a ton of people are talking about or somebody I super you know who has like this has similar reading taste to mine like I will definitely check it out so the first book that I want to talk about is mating the huntress by Talia Hibbert Mm -hmm. which is a departure from her usual contemporary romance fair she self-published this book it's a novella like you'll read it honestly in like an hour or two But it's about a woman who comes from a family of huntresses and they basically hunt werewolves. Like that's what their family does. And, and they keep their part of England safe from, from (laughs) werewolves. And she's been brought up to believe that werewolves, even when they're not shifted into a wolf or a wolf like form, they are just, you know, they're just incredibly unruly. They are basically savages from the, from the get-go and that's just how they are. And so she, and, and of her, so it's like this, it's a huge cast of characters, like with siblings, there's a bunch of siblings and all, and specifically all of the female, the women in the family are the huntresses. And, but she's the young, I think she's the youngest and she has been, like a fortune teller when on, on when she was born was like, yeah, no, she can't be a huntress. Like, and you know, there's like a prophecy, blah, blah, blah. And so, but she's all secretly, like she knows how to defend herself. She knows how to fight. And she, she knows what to look for when someone is a werewolf and she like sees this guy and she, and he comes into the coffee shop where she works and she's like, no, he's, he's a werewolf and he's like stalking me. That's what she thinks, but mm-hmm. really, and this isn't, this is not, this is not a spoiler because I mean, it's the title. He realizes that she's his mate mm-hmm. and he has to like convince her like, Hey, no, no. Like we're like destined to be together. And she's, and like, she's no. like, no, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the setup. And it's like them trying to really, that's really about them. Cause it is a novella. Like it's not like this bigger, there isn't like a bigger story. It's really like. Yeah. Him having convinced her, like, no, please don't kill me. Please put your silver bullets away. <laughs> don't stab me with that knife. Like, <laughs> no, we're supposed to be together. So um, cute. it's really, it's really fun. It's really, it's weird to like say, like, this werewolf book was real cute, but it really, it really it is real so cute. cute though, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it seems like such a charming little like l- literal enemies to lovers story. Yeah, it really is. It's really fun. And it, you know, and it's still like Talia Hibbert's very funny. Like it Mm -hmm. still has that funny edge when I do read paranormal. And I think this kind of goes throughout like the ones I'm going to suggest. They all have like a little bit of humor to Mm -hmm. them. Not all of them, but most of them, especially. So I want to talk about Shelley Lawrenston with her, the call of crows series and the honey badger chronicles. A new one in that just came out not too long ago. So, but anyway, but her books are, I mean, they are still like kind of gritty and there are high stakes and there's a lot going on. She is really, she, she mm-hmm. does huge casts of characters really well. Um, and she just like throws you into the middle of them. And she somehow just like sets up the world without a ton of exposition. Like you just, it's like, you just get it from the start. Um, 
but yeah, I really, I think, and she makes them funny, even though, I mean, how can you not think like something about honey badgers isn't <laughs> funny? It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> so that's really good. I really enjoyed Alona Andrews hidden legacy series. I think the first book burned for me. I think I, I had, I'd gone to love sweet arrow, like soon after it had opened and someone was talking about, I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, have you not read this series? And I was like, no. And they were like, no, you have to at least buy the first of the first one is burned for me. And it it really, it's really, really good. It's really fun. I think it encompasses a lot of different aspects of what paranormal can be. Another one. So I have two that are for younger audiences. One that's a middle grade graphic novel called Seance Tea Party by Ramina Yi. And it's about, a. it's really about a girl trying to grow up. Like she's, she's in middle school. I think she's supposed to be like 12, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all her friends like want to play, you know, they want to talk about boys and read, you know, magazines and figure out how to do makeup. And she wants to like still play with her imaginary friends Mm -hmm. and turns out one of her imaginary friends was actually a ghost that haunted her house. Um, and, and she, the ghost kind of comes back into her life and she, and, and so then the ghost also, cause you find out the ghost passed away when she was around the same age. And so she mm-hmm. has to figure out what growing up is for a ghost, which, you know, you involves moving on. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting look at how you grow up and when is the right time for you to grow up and, and what that means. It was, it's really fun. And my daughter who, you know, she it's, I mean, it's probably a little bit older than what she needs to be reading, Mm -hmm. but because it does, it does deal with death and and grief and, and grief quite a bit too. Um, which, and I, you know, and of course I'm just like, if you have questions, like, let me know, but it, it's, it was safe enough that I was like, you know, this actually is probably a really good way to like, get this, conversation yeah. happening you know absolutely my she's seven it's like she's starting to like think about these things so mm-hmm. so yeah so that's really good so yeah that's seance tea party it's such a cute it's a really it's and the the author is also the illustrator and she's just really talented it's really adorable um yeah, the cover is so pretty for that book yeah and then there's a ya graphic novel and i you know what in fact it may actually be middle grade but i think she i think this main character is like 13 or 14 but I, it feels like it's geared towards younger readers. But anyway, it's, there's, there are two books in it. It's called, the first one is called Sheets and the second one is called Delicates. They're both by Brenna Thumler. And it's about a girl whose family owns a laundromat, Mm -hmm. like a a dry cleaner and laundry service. And there there's like this kind of group of ghosts that will go to the laundromat and will use the sheets. <laughs> and she just, she has, you know, she's, she forgot to do this big order. So she goes out, goes in the middle of the night down, you know, she, they live above the laundromat. And so she goes down there she's like, okay, I'm going to do these. It'll be fine. And then she sees the ghosts like kind of hanging out and most of the ghosts disappear, but then one of them sticks around and they become friends. And, and again, and, and it's another one of those things where like figuring out like where you kind of fit in and growing up and what that means. Like, do you, is she going to hang back and just hang out with this ghost or is she going to like actually try to make friends? And, and yeah, it's the, those ones are really fun. And, and again, the, um, the illustrations in that one are, they're very, it's very different from seance tea party, but they're really interesting and cool. So yeah, so those are my book racks. Awesome. Well, I have one 
only one to add in there okay. because the only horror um, and paranormal, like horror ones that I read yeah. is Joe Hill. I only okay. really read because, and I was like thinking about it, I was like, this is a perfect example of like having horror and paranormal kind of blended in mm-hmm. there together. Um, and so like, if our listeners are looking for something that might be a good tiptoe into being able to take a break from that, I would definitely recommend looking into Joe Hill because I think he's a great yeah. horror writer and son of Stephen King. So, you know, <laughs> he's got that pressure on his shoulders at all times. <laughs> I mean, it's basically like it literally it's in his blood. He should be mm-hmm. able to do this. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So now that I'm very scared, no, I'm kidding. I'll be fine. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we return, we will have our interview with Suleika Snyder. Welcome to, we are so happy to have you here. So happy to be here with you and Gwen, Danielle. It's, it's <laughs> nice. It's nice to chat. Yeah, of course. So I want to jump right in and ask you about the third shift series kind of as a whole, before we like dive into pretty little lion. Um, it started um, with big bad wolf and pretty little lion by the time this goes up, we'll have just come out. Um, but I want to know more about kind of what went into building this world where shapeshifters and all kinds of paranormal and supernatural beings exist right alongside humans. You know, it was really just me taking a chance, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, it's a huge departure from anything else I've ever written. You know, originally the, 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 these two stories had actually been completely separate drafts. Mm. with human characters like mm-hmm. years and years ago they've been sitting on my hard drive forever mm-hmm. oh, wow. and wow. I had been putting a couple things on sub here and there mm-hmm. on submission um yeah. and nothing was really you know no one was really biting mm-hmm. uh, no pun intended and then <laughs> I you know I actually submitted Big Bad Wolf with Joe being human mm-hmm. and oh. yeah this is funny so this was back in I want to say like late 2017 or early 2018 that it was going around and it had gotten pretty much universally rejected by everybody because it was Uh like, well, you know, he's violent and he kills people and we can't have that. So (laughs) as much as that was blowing up all over, I want to say indie, because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of darker romance in indie, you know, at that time, I didn't realize that the rom-com revolution, this or the supposed rom-com, the things with the <laughs> right. cartoon covers and the more upbeat, lighthearted books were what they were acquiring. So of course, they're not going to want a human vigilante who's <laughs> <laughs> fighting oppression or whatever. Um, so I, before I put Big Bad Wolf away forever, I was like, you know what? Let me just turn him into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's make a change let's make a change yeah. and sure enough that's when it actually worked um as a submission and got accepted by um uh my acquiring editor at Sourcebooks, who's no longer there cat mm-hmm. klein yeah. um and it got signed as a as a series you know mm-hmm. and that kind of cracked me up i was like okay so all he had to do was be a paranormal creature to get <laughs> and murder as many things <laughs> murder as many bad guys as he wants i was yeah. like that's fascinating <laughs> that, no that really that's really interesting and i in I'm not, I'm going to wait because I have a question that's kind of related to that, but I'm going to wait till a little bit later um, to ask it. But 
Yeah, that is so interesting that making him a werewolf, it was like, okay for him to uh, uh-huh. just go kill some people. <laughs> like, obviously a werewolf would be a murderer. I mean, right. And yeah. it's fine. You know, <laughs> it's okay. Like it's, it's just part it's of who they of, are. Yeah. It's kind of amazing how, how much more room there is in paranormal romance for mm-hmm. those sorts of things, like things we yeah. wouldn't excuse in a human hero or Mm -hmm. anti-hero is in Mm -hmm. Joe's case. (laughs) Um, It it was really interesting. And similarly, and this kind of this parallel track with honestly, uh, paranormal romance and SFF has always been a little more diverse that way, Mm -hmm. you know, with queer characters and racial minorities as well. And Mm -hmm. it's a little sad that that's the case that brown people are more believable alongside werewolves and vampires. Yeah than in books yeah. by themselves, you know? And, and mm-hmm. so that was, a, it made it really easy to talk about uh, the state of the United States and the world in general right now for yeah. marginalized people by putting them alongside, you know, werewolves and, sh- and other kinds of shifters. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that allegory works for a reason. Um, but it's also a little sad that you, you have to do that and be like, you know, mermaids, witches. I used to say this about passions. <laughs> which was one of the most diverse shows. Love that show. I love that show. Mm-hmm. But it was also one of the most diverse soaps. It had, you know, a core family that was Black, a core family that was Latin, uh, you know, Latin Irish, <laughs> the little <laughs> It had, you know, it had everybody. But it also had witches, vampires, mermaids, etc. As if the message was, this is the only way we can be diverse with humans yeah. is we're also diverse with, you know, supernatural beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that. So I also see that in fiction, in, in print fiction. Right. You know, anyway, I could pontificate about that forever. And <laughs> no, that is really, that's really interesting. And I, I feel like I'm going to like sit and think about that for a while. <laughs> because it, once you start to think about it, it really, it really is like kind of not totally across the board, but it comes up quite a bit. I want to know some of the, you know, I think a lot of times when you talk about I guess you could, we could put this under like the bigger, like speculative mm-hmm. fiction umbrella. I'm making like, no one can see me, but I'm making <laughs> stupid motion um, with my hands. But what are the kind of the hallmark rules of your paranormal world? Like what makes it work? I mean, for the most part, I just treat them like they are all human. Yeah. I mean, and they just happen to have this thing going on this other thing Mm -hmm. you know it's very like my vampires ride the subway like that's the best (laughs) way I can describe it yeah (laughs) you know like it's it's they live in New York City and they navigate the city just like other people would and so the but 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 I do have rules like obviously Mm -hmm my vampires don't necessarily burst into flames in the sunlight mm-hmm. you know yeah they're a little like I've I've built in rules like you know they're not these creatures aren't immortal they can get hurt mm-hmm. they can die um just so I have room because just so there are stakes because if you're yeah. curious again nah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like in my head going <laughs> but like because if there's no if they can't die then where's the where's the tension right and um so I like to build in things like that or with Elijah in Pretty Little Lion 
I randomly decided that he had figured out how to shift his hair. <laughs> well, because in the first book, Joe can partially shift. He's a, right. he's a wolf shifter and he can kind of be partially human and you know, walk around on two legs. And I expanded that with Elijah in the second book where I was like, okay, if you can change your hand into a claw, why mm. can't you change your hair if you feel like it? So I've had Elijah be able to like, lengthen and shorten well not shorten it he has to cut it but yeah that was, but to lengthen his hair to help his spy cover you know oh, yeah. and he also figured this out with his sisters um oh you should make more sense Elijah is uh, uh black he's Jamaican and British black mm -hmm. and so he also taught his sisters or they taught him either way the siblings all figured out how to shift their hair so they don't have to sit for six hours in the braiding salon oh my gosh <laughs> a dream mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> that's, that's picked up from all my friends who used to have to sit in the braiding salon yeah. and be like yeah the person went and got fish fry and I'm still mm -hmm. sitting here <laughs> <laughs> might be late for dinner yeah night, right you know? <laughs> they're like texting from the salon like yeah we're watching a West African soap opera now yeah we're still, yeah and you're, we're you're still there here all day yeah <laughs> right so I was like you know what that's just a fun little way to kind of poke at that and acknowledge that cultural beat yeah so I I kind of like so I yeah I decided that my shifters can shift partially and that was a, like neat, that. a neat rule so I didn't think of it as treating them necessarily like making up rules for mm -hmm. the world as a whole but more like making up rules for each set of characters yeah that's cool know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you already mentioned Elijah, who is part of the central love story, him and mm -hmm. Meghna his, uh, is an assassin, but she's also got her own set of supernatural abilities. They both have things that they want to hide from the world um, around them and mm -hmm. e even each other. What makes them start to uh, let their guard down? That's a good question. You know, I, I wanted them to be very different from mm -hmm. Joe and Neha in the first book. And so them letting their guards down is actually something that happens throughout the course of the whole book, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because they're always, it's easy, at least for Magna, to use her body to get her way. Because, um, but for Elijah, you know, that's something he's, he's never really done before. Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of the co-founder of this Black Ops organization, Third mm -hmm. Shift. Um, kind of the teen dad mm -hmm. you know he's very responsible he's the most well-adjusted hero I've ever written is what I keep telling people <laughs> he's, you know he's a good dude he loves everybody yeah. he's yeah. a good boss he's a good brother a good son yeah. you know so Magna's the one who kind of has to learn that it's okay to trust people mm. and I think they just do that by you know pulling her into his world into his group mm. of people and that's where they start to find common ground um, as they hang out together. And she sees how much his people all trust each other and trust yeah. him. Yeah. And um, yeah, she's interesting because I actually, I took a lot of uh, paranormal liberties with her as well. Mm -hmm. She's what we call an Apsara in uh, Hindu mythology. It's not just Hindu mythology. It's actually a lot of Southeast Asian mythology, Cambodia, okay. um, uh, India, uh, lots of lots of places have apsaras in their mythology, mm -hmm. and they're like nymphs. They're basically celestial nymphs. And I um, took it a little further mm -hmm. because in uh, in in Hindu stories, 
that I grew up hearing, you know, the, the gods would always send the nymphs down to earth to tempt holy men. Mm-hmm. Because if holy men got too powerful from praying and become more, became too powerful, then they could, you know, overthrow the gods or become more powerful. Mm-hmm. So the fun mm-hmm. thing to do was to send a nymph down there to break his concentration. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what I read were children's stories. So it wasn't necessarily implied that there was some hanky panky going on, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but sometimes the nymphs would have babies that they would then, you know, wash down the river like Moses. So <laughs> I would have to assume a little hanky panky was going on. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of took it to the next level with Magna and other Upsaras like her using their wiles for good, mm-hmm. you know, to fight uh, toxic men and the patriarchy and, and yeah. global fascism you know, by using all their charms mm-hmm. and, and, and I gave her like a little bit of a hip, hypnotic power, you know, mm-hmm. because she's so beautiful that she can just kind of turn it on like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And fascinate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like a glimmer. yeah. Like a glimmer. Yeah. I, so I just hope that any like really devout Hindu scholars <laughs> these folks, cause they'll be like, what, <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. But it also so, is very isolating for her to be that way. Right. And yeah. it actually, you find out that her mother was an Upsara as well, who metaphorically mm-hmm. washed her down the river, you know, basically left her for her rich father to raise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a lot of like mommy issues in mm-hmm. this book. <laughs> Which goes back to your point of, of the trust too, of like yeah. having to learn to trust because the first person in your life abandons you exactly yeah. and then comes back when you're 15 and mm-hmm. is like hey you're basically like an indian version of buffy surprise and <laughs> magna's like thanks right oh, oh cool, cool. Yeah. thanks for this burden mom love thanks. it yeah, <laughs> it's like a hug it's my favorite right <laughs> so there was a quote that was Pretty early on in Pretty Little Lion, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to, it's just a sentence, but I'm going to read mm-hmm. it. And it's even the revelation that they, humans, weren't superior, that more powerful beings existed on earth had not tempered that arrogance. And like, I had to like, I read that sentence like five times in a row because I was just like, this is so relatable right now on so many different levels. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I just like it made me like sit and like think about the way certain people operate in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. And I just I was wondering if you could talk a bit about and this goes back to kind of what we had started mm-hmm. talking about, um, but about what you think paranormal and or supernatural speculative fiction, et cetera, explores in our reality and maybe even specifically our current situation. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely a way to talk about, you know, systemic oppression and um, what has happened to marginalized communities, Mm -hmm. you know, often wholesale genocide, you know, things like this, you know, that happen because people are people. Yeah. And they don't really want to face it when you frame it as people being people. So the only way you can talk about it is be like, well, all right he's a 10,000 year old Viking or she's a witch or he's a whatever, you know? So the only way we can really get people to, to take these things apart and study them and maybe even then take a little bit of personal accountability Mm -hmm. is to shape, is to be like, Oh, they're not humans. 
So it's yeah. not really us. You know, you have to give them that plausible deniability <laughs> of, you know, it's not really you were talking about, but yes, it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's so interesting too, because we've had a few different historical authors like we had on Lauren Willig and we had Vanessa Riley and and it was similar because we asked them you know like what does the past inform like tell us about Mm -hmm. and inform our present and even our future and they kind of I think they said it was it was very similar and I think it is like giving people a different like putting a lens over their face be like oh it's not exactly what's happening right now even though like you said it is and you know let's let's dissect this and figure out like what these situations really mean and how we can I mean hopefully change what we're doing um (laughs) and and go from there so Yeah. yeah yeah and and when I started writing these two books you know five six years ago they weren't they they were just you know, a little bit darker romantic suspense that mm-hmm. I put aside. You know, I wasn't thinking about the global implications and what was yeah. going on in the world. But, you know, pardon my French, shit started to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. You know, 2015 onward, we started seeing the consequences of decades worth of um, apathy mm-hmm. and inattention. And so that started creeping its way into these particular stories. Yeah. yeah. Because I was like, you can't talk about, to me, I can't talk about a mercenary organization or the military or the cops or politics without talking about things that are impacting us in the real world. Absolutely. You know, which is why these books are, you know, very, very liberal, very, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, SJW to the max. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of people do find them off-putting. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. these are these are books that people are either going to really, really relate to or you're going to get those typical reviews of it's, you know, it's bad and I can't relate to it. And she uses social justice language way too much. And she keeps talking about white privilege. And mm-hmm. I don't want to read that. You know, yeah. it's like, OK, well, then this book's not for you. Right. But it was for me. I had I had to address this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, because my New York is a diverse New York. It's the New York I lived in and I yeah. want to move back to. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and my diverse New York, my diverse life is impacted by these issues. Yeah. So I can't divorce that from the vampires and the werewolves if they, you know, because if that's the framework that they're in where they're secret operatives or whatnot, all those politics are still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so all three of us have backgrounds in various parts of entertainment industry and publishing. Can you tell our listeners about your background in entertainment writing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, um, I worked, um, I'm a huge TV and book person. So my, like I watched soap operas Mm-hmm. constantly yeah. growing up I mean my mom watched them it, you'll find it with a lot of immigrant families I think you know the the and grandmothers and things like that you know people watch soaps yeah. and um I watched with my mom and so did my older brother until he got too old to do it <laughs> um, and you know I've always wanted to be a writer always I never wanted to be anything else mm-hmm. and um 
I ended up majoring in journalism because I was like, all right, maybe that's a quote unquote respectable way to, right. to you know, <laughs> yep. be a writer instead of writing fiction, which is what I've always wanted to be. I've always wanted to be a romance novelist. Like, <laughs> but I didn't know at the time, you know, how to make that happen. So, right. um, mm-hmm. but I, I had an office job for after college, but then I got the opportunity because this is the funny part. I was on a Gilmore Girls message board. Love it. On Fanform. I think it was on fanform.com. Oh and I had been gosh. dishing whatever with one of my friends on there, Heather. Turns out Heather was an editorial assistant at Soap Opera Weekly. Yes. And she was <laughs> like, why are you in an office job in the middle of nowhere? You should be, come work with me. Yeah. Give me your resume. And well, one thing led to another. And I ended up interviewing at Soap Opera Weekly when I was like 26. Love it. Older than the other existing <laughs> editorial assistants, but it was yeah. the best, best decision I could have ever made. I got that job and I moved to New York and I was there for seven, seven and a half years. Loved mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eventually moved on to RT Book Reviews, where mm-hmm. I spent a couple of years there getting to know everybody in Romance Landia and um, getting to cheer my favorite books and favorite authors Mm -hmm. and and helping diversify RT, which was very, very straight and very, very white when Mm -hmm. I got there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to take full credit for that because that's too arrogant and I'm not, you know, but I helped, (laughs) I helped um, open some eyes there and and get more coverage on, authors of color and you know mm. queer authors and queer books and that made me really happy that I was able to do that and then I you know I was like okay maybe I can finally start writing my own stuff now and yeah, publishing it's it yeah. now it's time so in 2010 yeah. I think is when I started to sort of actually I that was before RT so I'm out of order but <laughs> I had started my journey of becoming a romance author published you know and then just kept working on it mm-hmm. yeah um, and, uh, went to RT in 2012. So I was already kind of testing the waters mm-hmm. and then, you know, eventually started publishing, but entertainment journalism was so fun. It's yeah. fun. You know, yeah. I, I worked at several, I worked, uh, you know, I used to contribute to heroes and heartbreakers when that was running, mm-hmm. um, done some stuff for frolic. I, I love pop culture books, television, movies, sci-fi, everything. I just breathe it. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's also why you see a lot of that kind of stuff in my books. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like it's, you can tell that I'm a soap fan and a Bollywood fan and a Broadway (laughs) fan and like, cause it's all in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's all there ready available for the reader. (laughs) So now I need to know what is your favorite soap opera? Oh my God. That's that's so hard. I know. It's the hardest decision. I know it's not a good thing. Um, I mean, I want to say General Hospital is the one we grew up with. Like yeah, it was the yeah. one my mom watched. And That's so, mine too. Yeah, I, I watched all of them at one point, especially for my job. We used to have TVs on our desks at Soap Opera Weekly and Soap Opera Digest. <laughs> and then we would like, oh, it was so funny. So we'd all be watching TV and writing recaps and whatever and have the soaps on, also be recording them, also watch mm-hmm. primetime. I used to watch upwards of 70 hours of television a week. That's um, awesome. But mm. the General Hospital, <laughs> probably the favorite right now, Days of Our Lives also, because Marlena is getting repossessed by the devil. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it seems about time. It's, it's, what about is time. It? it's 2021. Yeah, it's been, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
right? We need, we have, what, what's 2020 missing but a devil possession? Oh I mean, gosh, it's that's so funny. It's Marlena's so really come full circle. She has. She has. I, I remember 1994, 1995, whenever I was in college and she got possessed. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, yes, let's go back there. It's going back. <laughs> yes. It's been fun. It's, uh, um, we're recording this, I think, you know, or fairly early, but so the yeah. storyline has just started. Yeah. as we record um and so far i'm it's a hoot so i also highly recommend people catch up on days of our lives right now mm-hmm. <laughs> you can watch them all streaming it's perfect it's on great Hulu. you can watch them all streaming she mm-hmm. might turn into a jaguar again it's it's good stuff <laughs> <laughs> what are some other uh recent tv shows or movies that you've enjoyed recently oh my gosh uh i love ted lasso Yes, so like good. everyone. I, so I, didn't, I held out too. I held out for a year. I was like, I don't know. It's a bunch of white people, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, my brother, it's, it's a joke my brother likes to make a lot when he's like, Have you watched this one show? And I'm like, No. And he goes, Too many white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. No offense, white people. Some of my best friends are white people. <laughs> we all have white friends it's fine, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but uh but I fell in love with that show head over heels like mm-hmm. it is so kind and yet still so sharp yeah so, yeah I joined that cult uh Roy Kent forever oh, so um, good. I don't know I watched evil on Paramount plus because mm-hmm. it's bonkers Super. <laughs> um and Asif Mandvi is uh is amazing and I'll watch anything he does yeah uh, and uh I don't know. I could, I, you know, I, I, there's just so much television on. There really is. Yeah. I don't even know how to tell you all what to watch because there's too much. <laughs> I know. I always loved it when I, um, I am a former, uh, television critic myself. I just uh, transitioned a little while ago and the amount of like every year it would be like, this is peak TV. We're going to premiere <laughs> 400 new shows this year. Then the next, the next January would come. Like, okay, well, last year we premiered 700 new shows, new like <laughs> straight. Not and this is not reality shows. These are actually scripted yeah. narrative television shows. That is too much television. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a lot. It's hard. Too much. <laughs> like I thought, 70 hours when I was working, and there were still mostly only networks. That was bad. Yeah. And now it's it's, mm-hmm. it's too much. Like I actually have lists I've kept just so I can remember to do an end of the year blog post. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, of what TV shows I've watched because I've already forgotten what was on yeah. in January. Yep. <laughs> like, I used to keep a spreadsheet with all of the release dates. Yeah. I'm like, did Bly Manor come out this year or was that last year? Right. Because it all yeah. runs together, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it was this year. <laughs> right? We don't yeah, even know. Though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> right I'm like Harley Quinn no that was last year like Harley Quinn was 2020 yes yeah Yeah. that was one of the last movies in the theaters yes it was one of the last movies I saw in the theater before Mm -hmm. lockdown yeah wow (laughs) (laughs) she's also the best part of of Suicide Squad I will say the new Suicide Squad which I love Idris Elba but Mm -hmm. Margot Robbie ran away with that love it yeah. she's delightful she's, she's so good in that as that character like she just completely it's like one of those you know you hear when people say like oh you know you don't even know it's that actor or whatever but it's like no really she like completely escapes into that performance she completely so embodies much. that role like Jared Leto could never 
no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sit there with your rat mailing joker in a corner. All right, no, yeah, yeah. Margo will show Gross. you how it's done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, you know, oh, okay. I was just gonna say, so you mentioned you worked for RT Book Reviews as an editor, and I mean, I know anyone. We're gonna we'll put all your social media links in show notes, mm-hmm. but you know, if anyone follows you, you are a staunch supporter of the romance genre online. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know who like are some of your go to authors. This is just the rec section of this conversation, apparently. Um, but who are some of your go to authors and or some recent reads that you highly recommend? <laughs> these are always rough questions because it's I like know. asking you to p- pick between your favorite children yeah you know? <laughs> or um but I love I love KJ Charles I will read anything KJ Charles writes uh KJ writes historical queer historical romance mm-hmm. and queer historical mysteries and I would read KJ's grocery list yeah like KJ let me know when you're gonna pop up to the shops because I will follow you anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, I loved her recent Will Darling adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, those were so good. Sugar Game and all of that. Um, I love Holly Trent's paranormal uh, romances. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just added to her Afotama legacy books, which um, uh, I just I read that earlier a couple months ago. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was actually called Legacy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, really love that. You know, who else? like Olivia Waite and her, yeah. her historical trilogy, um, Hel- The Hellions Waltz, I just read, but her, um, The Care and Feeding of Waspish Widows is actually my favorite in that trilogy. Because mm. um, it's part epistolary, and, but it's also very bantery. And I learned way more about beekeeping than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> like, did you know that honey, I'm going to ruin it for all of you now. So did you know that <laughs> honey is bee vomit? Now yes. you know. Yeah. 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 Delicious. Still I still yeah. eat it too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and of course, you know, Miss Beverly Jenkins, Alyssa Cole, yeah. Courtney Milan, you know, like, I don't think you, if, if you're reading romance right now here and today and you haven't read at least one of their books, um, you're missing out. You know? Agree. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> And then, of course, um, two of my favorite people on the planet. So I love their books as well. Uh, Melissa Blue and Charlotte Stein. Um, I want everyone to read all of their books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's just, oh God, everybody. I love there's everybody. So many. As, you said, yeah. as you said, I'm a, I'm a supporter of romance. So yeah. I just want everybody to read all the books all the time. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I'm so much more comfortable wrecking other people than I am talking about my own books. Like, I love to go to cons and stand by other people's tables and sort of be the, the person who's like, yeah. come over here. Be their come hype to this person. person. Buy their yeah. books. Right. <laughs> like, that was the best part of working at RT when I could be like, you want to read this person's book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I love doing that to people. Yeah. It's, fun. <laughs> it's really fun. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so like it's something that we talk um, about every episode on the podcast is what's bringing us comfort and joy. What's been bringing you some happy lately? I mean, Ted Lasso for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Ice cream. I'm obsessed with ice cream. Do you have a favorite flavor? Oh my gosh. So many favorite flavors. But right now, um, Haagen-Dazs creamy mango. 
Ooh. Yeah, it tastes a lot like the kind of mango ice cream you can get at Indian restaurants. Yes. So so it's really oh, yeah. hitting that spot for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't quite transitioned to pumpkin stuff yet. So I'm mm-hmm. still in the summer flavors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also really love anything from Jenny's. Yes. Jenny's chocolate yes. ice so cream. Good. Yeah. So ice cream, um, Ted Lasso, soap operas, of course, Marlon. <laughs> making me happy um um yeah and I'm actually going to be visiting New York in a bit so I'll get to go uh see my friends there and walk some of the places that are depicted in Pretty Little Lion and and Big Bad Wolf which um so I'm really looking forward to that too that's another happy that is really great yeah I like that okay so we're gonna do a fun little rapid fire round because this episode is going to go up the week of Halloween. So I have some questions. We will all answer them okay. and we'll go Suleika, Gwen, and then me. Okay. Um, okay. So the first one is if you were invited to a Halloween party, what would you dress up as? Oh God. Um, <laughs> see this, this goes back to not remembering anything that happened this year because there's too much streaming shows. Because I know there's people. Oh wait! Oh, I got it! I got it. Um, Taiko Itd in a pi- in a pineapple romper. Because my hair right now, if I spike it up and it, it could, you can see yeah. the grays. If it gets all disheveled, I I kind of have a whole Taiko Itd thing going on with my hair. So I just want to buy like a pineapple romper, and that that's <laughs> perfect. I love it. I love it because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I can see the photo of him yep yes, yep with that hair yes, yes. as we're all like doing some sort of weird shoe yeah. motion with our hands over exactly our I was I was doing a hand motion to show you that right now my hair you you all can't see it but it's laying flat trust yeah. me when I wake up in the morning it looks like Taika pictures I love it <laughs> all right Gwen what would you dress up as okay I'm gonna take uh Jennifer Coolidge's character from the White Lotus Ooh, yeah. um Tanya because one I just love Jennifer Coolidge and I think it'd be really fun to just kind of dress up and be floaty for a yeah for a night oh, yeah. a nice caftan mm-hmm. yeah. oh, just be I like what it. it's easy <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Danielle? I don't know. Like, I always struggle with this, even though I made up this question. <laughs> like a good answer, but I don't. And you know what? When I was, I would think about when I was younger, I think from about second grade until recently, I was always a cat. Like I've mm-hmm. always, I'm just a cat. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I have like four pairs of cat ears. <laughs> We're all black. It's fine. Done. Easy. <laughs> If you feel like being extra fancy, you could put some whiskers on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah. If, if I'm the one you, my husband and I alternate, like if who's taking our daughter trick or treating, mm-hmm. um, when we can, hopefully we will figure out a way to go this year. But, um, so if, if I go trick or treating, then I, I will put on like some little whiskers or something. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> That's asking a lot in 2021. Um, <laughs> So next question, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Oh gosh. See, I'm bad at rapid fire because like my brain just shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. okay. At the end, it'll feel like rapid fire. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So this was, <laughs> all right. This is back in the day when we were kids, you could still get candy cigarettes. <laughs> and I was always so scandalized yet delighted when I got those in my Halloween bag. Yeah. Cause I just felt naughty. 
Right. <laughs> so I'm going to give a shout out to the old school candy cigarettes. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> because that was something you would never see today. Yeah. Also, we would yeah. never get those. Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. All right, Gwen. Um, I am going to say uh, it's, it's a toss up. Okay. I'm just going to do it. Uh, peanut butter cups from specifically from the Costco bag of uh, mixed up chocolate candies. Mm. Like the, the Kirkland brand Reese's peanut butter cups are, I like them gotcha. better than real, real peanut butter cups. Yeah. Hot tip, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I really like Twix. I think they're really good. I think it's because there's the cookie crunch in there. Mm-hmm. They're my fave. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Next question is if you had to be a supernatural being, who would you be or what would you be and why? Definitely a werewolf. Just because I get incredibly growly once a month. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good metaphor for yeah. for, the, for that condition. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to chain me into the basement, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's perfect. All right, Gwen. All right, I am gonna say a ghost. I would like to be Ooh. a ghost. Um, because not that I want to die, but just right. because um, I like to know everything. And I feel like being a ghost allow leans yourself to being invisible. And so you could be anywhere you need to be in the confines of where your ghost spirit is stuck. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that too. What about you, Danielle? <laughs> I was going back and forth. I think like I was going to say a witch, but I kind of think I want to be like more obviously powerful. I'm not saying witches aren't mm-hmm. powerful, but I think I'd want to be like a wizard or mm. a sorceress or something yeah. or sorcerer or something like that. Like someone yeah. just like very like all knowing, all powerful yeah. can yeah. kind of do whatever I want. <laughs> what was the, what in um the horror American horror story? What was the women, the witches in that third season? Do you remember what their oh, main, the main witch was? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Not the master, but, but yeah, that's Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my gosh, we, who are we? Oh, we were just talking, we, we were just talking, talking about, about it. Yeah. Lana Harper. And we were talking about that specific season. Cause her book mm. is about witches. <laughs> okay. Next. So, I mean, we may, well, maybe we don't know Gwen's answer, but do you believe in ghosts? Oh, mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, no, pshaw, I don't believe in anything I can't see. Well, that's wrong because I'm a microbiologist daughter. So obviously I believe in things <laughs> I can't see. Yeah. But like, you know, it's different bacteria versus ghosts. You right. Know? There's <laughs> proof of one and not necessarily a lot of right. proof of the other. <laughs> but, you know, ask me after I've watched an episode of Evil or something else really terrifying. And then I'll be yeah. like, no, of course ghosts exist. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like, so it's situational, situational belief. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I feel the same. Um, although yeah, I used to be like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm terrified of them. That's pretty much my yeah. relationship yeah. with them is I'm I do not believe, but also if they are real, I don't want to mess with them. Yeah. Yeah, same. I feel like I'm in that same boat. It's because it's like, you know, you just you never know, you know, yeah. like it's why I don't look in the mirror 
in the middle of the night. Right. Don't, just don't know what's there. Just don't right. know what's going to, what sort of nightmare. Uh, <laughs> when the Candyman commercials for the new one kept urging people to say it five times, I'm like, no. Oh no. I was like, what? how, just I was like counting. Count. I remember like hearing the ads. I'd be like, I'd be like counting how many times I said it. Cause I was like, uh, you can't mess with this. No, no don't, don't bring him into my house. <laughs> Absolutely right. not. Right. I was like, just in case I am not going to say it. Right. <laughs> Just covering all my bases, which means oh, never that and never Bloody Mary in the mirror either. Never. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You just, no. you know, we just, we don't know. And there are enough of these stories where people talk about weird things happening where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play um, it safe. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone talks about Christmas movies, but I feel like in the last, like maybe 10 years or so, Halloween movies have also been like an event. So what is your favorite Halloween movie? Oh, geez. Um, first one that comes comes to mind is Nightmare Before Christmas. But I also don't particularly like it. It's just the one that came to mind. Because <laughs> I'm like, Jack Skellington trying to take over for Santa is a little problematic. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess I don't really get into Halloween movies. Ooh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Take- <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Gwen. I am old school and I'm going to pick uh, Hocus Pocus. Lila, yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's one I, I definitely watch almost every year. Too. Yeah. I was going to say, I watch it every year. I tried to watch it and was like, I don't get it. And I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my Sanderson sisters reunion. I'm like, yeah. come on, ladies. There are, there are curses to be made. <laughs> you know what the thing about Hocus Pocus is that it is like, so obviously it was so obviously geared towards children, which I think is still really like, I really, I think maybe that's why I like it. Cause I mean, it came out and I think I was, I don't know how old I was, but I was young and it was like, it just like hit at that right time for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I really, I really like it. But some of some of it, you're kind of like, why why are they doing this i was like what? Well, how do they know about the virgin <laughs> thing aren't they kids? Yeah. like that pre- yeah 93 okay i was in middle no i was in high school when that movie came out okay that explains it <laughs> so i was a little too old yeah that, yeah it's it. very childy yeah it's yeah. very kids movie yeah <laughs> Okay, that would make sense. So it was fun though, as an eight-year-old asking my parents to explain what a virgin was to me. (laughs) (laughs) Times perfect. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of what my. I think I would probably say mine. I think I don't know if it's exactly a Halloween movie, but it's the Adams Family. I just oh yeah, it's just so they're so weird. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was thinking about this too. I think what I like about the Adams family is like, it was interesting because I did, I asked you about like the rules of your paranormal mm-hmm. world. And in this case, the Adams family, there just, there are no rules like, oh, there's a, a hand running around and there's a man covered with yep. fur. And it's like, do they, are they ghosts? Are they mm-hmm. witches? Like what's happening? What's They're deal? just people in a family. I mean, yeah. I think that's what was great about them and the Munsters, which was kind of a knockoff, yeah. is that they were just regular people living in a regular neighborhood and their neighbors treated them like they were regular people, just yeah. a little quirky. And I loved that. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. as like it's an outsider, mm-hmm. as like an outsider, I, to, you know, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, especially 
no, was it the Munsters that had the normal niece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was always like, yeah, she's the odd one out because she's the regular person. Yeah. yeah. I always enjoyed that. But that's um, so funny. and I and I love Thing. I actually said some really dirty things about Thing on my Twitter account a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> you know oh man he seems like a very good husband you know Uh, I think thing would be a great spouse (laughs) (laughs) I I just you know no back talk just a lot of massages yeah Yeah. easy (laughs) that's so great well so like before we're wrapping up Mm -hmm. this has been so much fun but before we say goodbye where can listeners connect with you um I'm on twitter a lot as Suleika Snyder I have a TikTok now, so I've been making TikTok videos. I'm not as fun and cool as some other people, but my name, my handle is at Suleika Snyder pretty much everywhere. I'm on Instagram also uh, on Clubhouse, but I'm never there because I always forget to check it. (laughs) So, you know, I'm fairly easy to find on social media. Awesome. Um, And then last question, what can readers expect from you next? I don't know. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I, I have no idea. I'm. I'm taking a little break from paranormal for a bit, and okay. I think um, maybe going back to contemporary and comedy and and yeah. more stuff that's a little Fun. like take a chance on me, um, which I think will have people excited to know that I'm going back to writing lighthearted, funny stuff. <laughs> it's like don't. There might still be political content. But yeah. it's going to be lighter. Yeah. It'll be funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, this has been a joy. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle and Gwen. Yeah. It was so nice to talk to you both. We've both known Slika for a while now. I've been following her uh, reviews for years. So yeah, it so seriously. Cool to, it was so cool to be able <laughs> to catch up with her and to chat about pop culture. And just like, I could have, like, there's some authors that we have on Danielle that like you and I could sit and chat with for like 20 more hours. And I really, I felt know. Like, I really felt that sort of connection with Slika. Like, so how so cool is it? We just get to chat with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like getting to ask people lots of questions and then making them answer it and not having to like answer them myself. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. 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 (laughs) But you know, um, every week we, we got, we come back and we talk about what our Mm -hmm. um, goals are. So Danielle, were you successful at um, hitting your goal for last week, uh, last episode? Okay. So I was, but (laughs) There's a caveat. Okay. So my goal from last episode was to start prepping for NaNoWriMo because, you know, I had this wild idea that I was going to do NaNoWriMo and I was going to like finish another book this Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. I did prep for NaNoWriMo, but then I got my revisions for my second book Um. and they're a lot more extensive, not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. But they're a lot more extensive than what they were for the first book, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Like. I anticipate revisions and edits and suggestions and questions and that kind of stuff. So I will not be writing a book during the <laughs> I will be working on my revisions of book two because cool. they are, they're not due, you know, I was like, I hope they don't want them like by the end of December. And so, and I mean, 
they they did want them by the end of December, no, but no. I was just like, no, there's too much. That's nope. We have too much going on. No, no. I need no. until at least the end of January. And they were, and they were very, they were like, yes, of course. Like we understand, like, it's fine. <laughs> we know the holidays can be very busy. So, so yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing instead. We will see like, if I can like write something towards what I was thinking about for Nano, I may like almost as like a palette cleanser, mm-hmm. but I also think I'm just, I mean, I'm going to be adding quite a bit, not quite a bit, but like, it's hard to explain, but it's like, I'll be writing some new stuff and yeah. reorganizing some other things mm-hmm. and just like moving things around. So, I mean, I think I will be definitely writing during national novel writing month. It's just not what I had said I was going to do. Yeah. And that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you? Did you get out of bed by 6:30 a.m.? I you know, I did. I have been successful nice. at getting up even though it's super dark. Yes. And like very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I've been getting up. I've I don't know if I've been doing much productive stuff, but like at least <laughs> taking my dog for a walk, doing yeah, um that's just very getting productive. ready for the day. Yeah, and it's been it's been helpful. There were like a couple of days this last week where I had to get up at like 4 a.m. and that was like not super fun. Yeah, that's um, a lot. But so then the next day I slept till seven. But you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that also kind of balances it like out. Balance it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm happy like- I'm doing it and I'm gonna keep trying because thankfully daylight savings is coming. And once that happens, I think that the sunlight will be a little bit more forgiving. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, that is happening. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's the worst. But we get to fall back, which means we get an extra hour. This is true. Okay. But still, it still kind of ruins everything. Yeah. It's still silly. Like it's a real dumb thing, but I'm like, at least we get that hour back this time. It's not like spring and March where we're like, Oh no, give it back to me. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) What is your new goal? So my new goal this, uh, this week is to try to meditate for 10 minutes every morning. Mm. So now that, as I said, I've been getting up at six 30, feeling unproductive with that time. I feel like meditating or journaling or just doing yeah. something where I have to be quiet and not with my phone and maybe mm-hmm. not even with my computer is like important. So I've got my like home app. I've been doing it. Like I'll do it throughout the middle of the day. Sometimes when I just kind of like, I'm telling myself I want to nap. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to do like 10 minutes of it. So I'm like, let me transition that into the morning. Yeah. So that kind of helps move that um, that energy throughout the rest of the day. I like it. Yeah. What about you? What's your, so, your goal? I think this is a goal, but like for everyone, it's to enjoy Halloween. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have, you know, and I say this because we're going to, we're doing like, we actually know we're doing stuff like our town, like our downtown area does a cute, they call it bat fest Mm -hmm. and they, and all the businesses have like, you, you go trick or treating to all the businesses. Um, it can be, you know, it's like the, on the one hand, like we really want to go, we think it'd be really fun, but it also, you know, we still have an unvaccinated kid Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, fingers crossed, we hear good news very soon, but we, you know, so I really, and you know, all the businesses have said, like, there will be people outside rather than like us having to go in. Usually it's like to get people into these businesses mm-hmm. and it's very, it's, it's very crowded and very overwhelming. So, I mean, we're just going to play it by ear and see how it goes. Um, but yeah, so like, we're going to do that. And then of course we are going to go trick or treating, which, you know, we really, I think we only went to like a couple of houses just to say we did, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, it was just, it was different last year. So, but yeah, I think after the year we've had, 
it'll, this hopefully will go well and will be nice. So I think, but yeah, I hope everyone can get out and enjoy Halloween this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if not, you know, buy yourself a, a, an, a like I have an adult Halloween, as I like to call it, buy yourself yeah. your favorite bag of candy and <laughs> eat it on a uh, Halloween. If you like, I, yeah, same. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Okay. So what's bringing you comfort this week? So speaking of meditation, I have this new, um, well, new to me, it's not a new product for this company. Um, an aromatherapy medits roll on that is, uh, flavored season smelled. I don't know, but it's titled meditation. Mm. Um, and you just kind of roll it on like in your pressure points and stuff. Uh And it smells like so soothing. I put it on my temples, um, but it's meditation aromatherapy roll on from Pompeii organics. Um, this is a little, I I was like full disclosure. It is owned by my cousin. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's a, uh, an organic soap and aromatherapy company based out of Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, They have, she like prides herself on having like some of the best organic uh, essential oils and things that she puts into her products, but just her hand soap is amazing. So even any product you try from them is great, but I'm awesome. really into this meditation role. It just smells so nice. And just, again, it's like that couple of seconds to just do something for yourself. Yeah. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. What about you? So I have two products this week mm-hmm. that I'm really enjoying. So one is the elf nourishing night cream. It's $12. Yeah. Love elf. They have such great products. They are the best price points. They're available everywhere. Mm -hmm. However, I don't use the nourishing night cream on my face. I actually don't like it for my face. I like it as like a hand cream. I really like it on my feet. (laughs) It's like you put on your feet and then you like put on socks and yes. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. You know, it's for a hand cream or a foot cream. It does seem a little excessive at $12 and you don't get that much. Cause you know, it is for your face, but it's like in the little, like the little plastic pot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like it. I think it's really fun. And yeah. And it, it was like one of those things where I was like, well, I got it for my, you know, I used it at night. I really didn't feel like it did anything for my face. But then I was like, well, why don't I just like use this on my hands? And then I was like, I'm going to put this on my feet. And it was just like, yeah, it was cool. So that's one. And then another thing that I just started using is called, it's by a a Nigerian owned beauty brand called Ama. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I'm not sure, but it's spelled U-O-M-A and it's their drama bomb mascara. Mm -hmm. It is a little, for me, I think $20 is a little pricey for mascara, Mm -hmm. but it's really good. I really like it. It like, it doesn't flake. It doesn't, um, like it's, I think it's specifically, it's like a volumizing mascara, but it, it does like, I, they feel like I have length and volume and all of it, like all in one, which is usually what I'm, I, I, I struggle with finding a mascara that does it all. Mm -hmm. I usually, I usually end up getting like a volumizing mascara and a lengthening one which seems excessive, but this one is pretty good. Um, and I really, and I, and they're a really cool company. They are, their mission statement is like, you should just go read it and just feel empowered, like go to their website, but they are devoted to inclusive inclusivity and diversity, yes. um, in all of their products. So yeah, it's really, so those, those are my two, we haven't done like products in a while. Mm-hmm. So I no. like this for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like we need a little self-care this month. I think so. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm already like, I'm buying this mascara because I too, yeah. I love, like, 
I'm always like doing all the tricks of like, okay, shake mm-hmm. it this way to, to separate them and then do this yeah. so that you're like getting the lengthening. Yeah. And I will say they are available at Ulta, but the Mm -hmm. full size one is almost always sold out through Ulta, but you, they they have a travel one. And in fact, that's what I had actually initially bought Mm because I had an Ulta gift card and I was like, Oh, I've heard of this company. I want to try them. Um, and it lasts and even the trial, the trial or travel size, um, last like a while but then I was like well I like this so much I'm just I'm gonna get the I bought in fact I bought two and I ordered them directly from the company so So, yeah yeah it's time for mascara so I'm like down love it yeah (laughs) highly recommended oh man Danielle well now that we've got all these amazing products it's time for us to say goodbye to each other I know oh so sad but you guys, um, you can always follow us on all of our socials uh, at Fresh Fiction. You can follow me at Real Vixen and you can get Danielle at. I'm at D Jackson Books. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also email us directly because we uh, want to hear from you guys, yes. especially leading up to our Thanksgiving week episode. Email us directly at podcast at freshfiction.com. Please subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Also, that would be amazing. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell all of your, uh, <laughs> anyone you know about us. You know, if you've got to be that person on the street corner telling people about the yes, Fresh Fiction please. podcast, do it. We'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> All right, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye.